Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Alim Smith, a.k.a. Yesterday Night, is a Delaware-born interdisciplinary artist whose work has been exhibited in American art galleries, primarily on the East Coast. His artistic process expands beyond a singular medium due to several years of applied studies in visual art, communicative arts, as well as photography. Smith's creative exploration stems from experiences and events within his culture, applying a variety of ideas based on his knowledge of self and understanding of others. Welcome to the show, Alim. All right, so how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Just chilling, just chilling. How you doing? I can't complain. Um, just going to ask you a few questions, man. You are a very established artist, and uh, I just wanted to pick your brain for a little bit. Okay, bet. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, who are you, and how do you how do you define your art? Ooh, starting off with the saucy questions. Got who you, man. That's a great. I'm still in the process of discovering who I am, especially during all of this chaos. It's a great time to figure it out. Yeah. Um, on a surface level, I'm a black man from Wilmington, Delaware. Um, what was the second question? How do you define your art? How do I define my art? I just find it as Afro surrealism. Okay. That's how I would define it. Yeah. That's perfect. Um. So, what's your background? Uh, other other than being from Delaware, like how were you brought up? Like with art, or just like in life? Just in life. I grew up in a small town, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware. A lot of people have never heard of Delaware. Mm. It's about a 70% black city. Um, super small. It's like you could run through the whole, you could run through all of Wilmington in about 15, 30, nah, nah, like 30 minutes. It's small, it's tight. So it's like really close knit. It's a lot of family. It's almost like an island for real, a little bit. Yeah. Because everybody knows everybody. Um, Grew up in a small apartment on Washington Street, and I I grew up I grew up in the hood. But my parents were so good at masking it. I never felt broke ever. I never felt mm. broke until recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's likewise, man. Likewise on my part too. I mean, uh, I didn't get everything I wanted for Christmas, but it always felt special. You know what I mean? Yeah, it felt good. So why do you make the type of art that you, uh, why do you make surrealist art? I think it all boils down to, I really was claiming, like, I really thought it was MC Escher that inspired me a lot. Mm. But I think it was Dr. Seuss. I think it was almost mm. all Dr. Seuss. Like, just the rhyming nature of it, like, getting into Dr. Seuss early on, and then remembering in kindergarten when I, like, 
had like a Busta Rhyme tape that I snuck in that I, could, I wanted to listen to and like let kids listen to. Mm-hmm. The rhymes with, I, like Dr. Seuss felt so hip hop to me and the imagery was so surreal. And I kind of just looked at Wilmington like that because it is like a really, Wilmington, it's just a little small, weird, Whoville type of place. Mm. There's just a bunch of characters because it's no real culture. So everybody that you meet here is a character. That's interesting. So uh, does hip hop influence you in a big way? Hell yeah. Like hip hop influences me a thousand percent. Like I know I wouldn't have pursued painting or drawing or none of that shit. Like I did it before because I was copying Looney Tunes, but I Hmm. wouldn't have really pursued it if it wasn't for Pharrell and Kanye. Okay. Okay. So do you like um, those were like Pharrell, Kanye and uh, Andre 2000 probably. So does the mood of your paintings differ between the type of music you listen to? Does it? Like, for example, if you listen to Nas or something like that, would that have a different outcome rather than you listening to uh, Outkast, Three three Stacks? That's what I'm thinking about. I remember, hmm, because I'm thinking about the series I did when I was listening to a lot of Tyler. It did look different than everything else. Mm. I don't think I've taken enough like inventory on that, but now I'm gonna paint with certain music in mind because I'm sure it does play a big part in how she turns out. Mm, mm. I could feel that. Um, whenever I'm editing photos, uh, the soundtrack usually leads the type of tone that I'm trying to like. I guess end up with with the end result. So how do you? Um, how do you choose a specific theme if you have like specific themes for your pieces? I choose themes off of kind of like hip hop. Like what I love about hip hop, you only need like three, you only need one song to be like a situation for shit to get crazy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of albums have like mm, three songs. When I think about like painting, I want every, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ideas. I'm not wasting my time even putting any energy into it. Mm. I want all singles. <laughs> yeah. When I look at your work, it kind of reminds me of uh, Salvador Dali's piece, uh, Persistence of Memory, the 1931 painting with mm-hmm. the uh, melting clocks all over the landscapes. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Do you uh, derive any influence from that? or I, I, like, I like Dali and I like Escher. I like Dali because... Oh yeah, I went to art school from sixth grade to like 12th grade, Mm. all black and white drawing, like no painting, no color pencil, all black and white for like six years and all like very specific and detailed. So I I naturally have like a appreciation for like realistic high quality shit. Yeah. But I also love creativity and I feel like Dali is like a master at blending both of those worlds where it's like super realistic, but it's super absolutely not at the same time. But it makes sense because it's of like, skill. It's like the, the state that you're in when you're caught in between dreams and being awake, if that makes sense. Exactly, that lucid state. Does your art represent something about you? I think, I think the most it represents from what I've shared with people probably is my sense of humor. Mm. Even, Cause I'm way more complex and deep, but I feel like I don't even like that deep shit sometimes. Like I like, <laughs> I like yeah. shit that's like, 
it's either gonna make me think or just make me giggle. I love shit that makes me giggle for real. Yeah. I love it. But just hmm, that's interesting. Just something that just catches my attention for a second. So is that like a specific message you wanna uh I guess give out to the world is just to look at the humor and things when you uh show your artwork? Just to yes. Just to make things light because it's so easy to make things heavy. It's easy and like uh I hate seeing that shit on Instagram for real. So many artists just copy other artists' work. It'll be like the same situation. You know that if somebody gets shot, you're going to see a whole bunch of shit with a cop and somebody getting shot. Mm. It's like, all right, I get it. It hurts. We already seen the shit on the news. Y'all don't need to keep painting the same thing. We should be painting something that, like, counters that energy. Something that's, like, make make fun of the shit or make it lighter. Mm. The heaviness doesn't, it doesn't make anybody feel better. And you can't even like solve problems if you don't feel better. You fucked up if you're just stressed out all the time. So I don't want to put that shit in my art. I can't even paint when I'm stressed out. I feel that. I think a lot of uh, comedians view the world in the same way, you know? They look at like, I guess, tragedies mm. or certain downfalls of, of certain people and just make light of it and, you know, tell a joke here and there. That's probably why I didn't know how to answer that music question because a lot of times when I'm painting, I'm listening to podcasts, like mm-hmm. comedy podcasts. So I don't, yeah. I do, I definitely look at art like comedy. And I think that's also why I'm so focused on the idea. Because it's like every painting is like a bit. Yeah. And I don't want to keep telling the same joke. I hate having this. I hate. I don't hate it. I don't. I dislike being known for a particular style. Cause I don't even enjoy painting in one style. Like mm. that's just one joke. That's one bit. And it's like growth. Like we're not the same as we are like five years ago or ten years ago. You know, and it'd be a yeah, mundane all. if we just stayed at the same. I guess stayed at the same level mentally. Um, what is your role? Mm-hmm as an artist in society, if you think that you, you have one? I think, I think about that shit a lot. That's a good question. I think um, my biggest role is just to make people think. Like with the title of an artist, you're able to just get away with shit. Like I'm just able mm-hmm. to just get away with shit because I'm an artist and people like accept that title. So I should just be doing shit that challenges society and makes people think as much as I can. Cause I can get away with it. Like other people can't get away with it the same way. Do you try to push people's belief systems with your art or like make them think outside of the norm? I definitely do it. My writing. I definitely have, I have like, I have volumes of artwork that I'm about to release that I've just been sitting on. Mm, can't wait. That I wasn't. So I have a lot of art that is about to hit on all of those topics. Um, so what inspires you? Um, ah, that's a good question because as of lately, this shit has been crazy. Yeah, it's been wild. I thought I was gonna be mad inspired, but I just wasn't at all. At all, she just seems like chaos, man. She's crazy out here. Like, and I don't even know how to do the light-hearted, but I'm still gonna figure it out. I'm gonna master how to figure out how to articulate this moment. But what usually inspires me words different Mm. funny things i see like 
listening to the 85 South show. And uh, DC Young Fly might be roasting the shit out of somebody, but he says something. He might call somebody a peanut head or something. But actually painting what that would look like if they actually did have a peanut head. Like, actually painting <laughs> what roasts look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or shit like that. Like, funny shit. I, I love I love funny shit that I think black people will see. Like, just the fact that you chuckled at that. Like, something that you would see and be like, oh, that's some stupid shit, man. Just yeah. that. Just that moment right there. <laughs> That's fly. So, um, who are your biggest influences in any field? Doesn't have to be specifically art. Biggest influences any field could be hip hop actors, maybe a mentor here and there. Anybody? I'm a. I, damn, I gotta go. I gotta say Kanye. Mm. I gotta say Kanye. He was just super creative. He's just been the most creative. I mean, he his shit is weird recently, but he's been the most creative artist. Like he opened up so many different doors and like pathways and shit. Mm. He's a different kind of artist. And because he, he can actually draw, like that inspired me a lot. The fact yeah. that he went to art school and then just changed paths. But he was actually nice as an artist. I love Kanye because he seems extremely uh, calculated with his movements. Um, but it's hard mm -hmm. to tell what he's doing because it's like a, a magician show, a sleight of hand type thing. He, it is. He'll have you looking at one aspect when he's doing something totally different with his other hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny that you said that because the other influence that I was thinking about was going to be David Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> I love David Blaine. I was just watching. I love so David Blaine, man. <laughs> and I, I love incorporating that into art too, like optical illusions. Because mm. I feel like when I think about art, because when I went to art school, it was super competitive. So I would just think about like, all right, how am I going to capture somebody's attention more than everybody else's? Like, fuck everybody paying. Like, that's how you got to think in art school. Well, you don't have to, but that's how I was thinking. Mm. <laughs> So, optical illusions is one way that you just like capture somebody's eye off the rip, off the rip. But optical illusions just make you look at it longer. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't look at shit. A lot of people will look at your art for like, man, three seconds and keep walking. They'll give a fuck about your art. Yeah. You got to draw something. You got to you got to make something weird happen on that canvas. I think that's why I love David Blaine. I love magic. Just shit that seems. You gotta make it look like something is not supposed to be happening that is happening. You gotta make a magical moment that captures people because they do not give a fuck. Mm. Mm. They don't. That's deep. So how have you uh, developed your career? Or is it still developing? Are you still, uh, you know? It's, it's definitely still developing. I'm st I've realized like just recently, luckily with this COVID weird shit, just everybody just sitting up just thinking and shit. I realized like, I spent the, the the amount of time I spent trying to think of trying to think myself into being an established artist. Hmm. I haven't matched that. I haven't had that same amount of time in being an established artist. So I'm just getting used to the idea of like, oh, oh, they accepted the idea that I was like pondering on making them accept for for years and years and years. Hmm. I'm just like getting into that.
like accepting that idea. So now I feel like my shit is just starting because I'm just, I'm just starting to be like, oh, all right, all right, it's real now. Okay, okay, bet they really looking. All right, bet, bet. I got mm-hmm. paint. I got paint, paint now. <laughs> I mean, from the time I, I guess, followed you on Facebook and seeing your, even before that, seeing your work like all across social media, um, it's been like years in the making right like it's just yeah, hitting, hitting you now it's just it because it was because when you in it the time ain't the same i was i was i wasn't like i wasn't celebrating any wins mm. <laughs> i was just moving i wasn't even like realizing that anything was changing at all i just kept moving it was the grind it was just, it was just the grind yeah yeah. So I was like, so now now that I haven't had to grind, it's like all right, you really didn't did some shit, nigga. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, lock in for real now. Cause you were just grinding, like aimlessly, just grinding. Mm. So now it's about putting some some direction on that grind. And not just grinding just cause. Even though that shit does work though, I mean it worked. <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you navigate the art world? Like, I know it's a lot of like, I don't want to say classism in the art industry, but mm. how do you um? What am I trying to say? How do you uh, how do you bring the attention to yourself? Like, how do you bring that attention to you? I feel like I I'm a fan of culture. And I'm a mm. fan of people, and I'm a fan of what gets people riled. Like that chuckle, I'm a fan of that chuckle. Like mm. fan of that shit. I love, I love seeing if I'm right about that. Like, will will they like this as much as I think they will? Because mm. I'm thinking about them in mind instead of like a lot of my art. That's something I'm dealing with too. A lot of my art, because of social media, I was thinking with the consumer in mind. Mm. I was like, all right, I'm gonna need black people to fuck with this. I'm gonna need black people to love this. So I was always thinking with the consumer mind. I wasn't even thinking about I wasn't paint if it was just me, I would be painting titties all the time. <laughs> like I would just be painting naked women all the time. Cause that's all I was drawing before like I was getting attention. I would just paint women all the time. Mm. Um so when I started to think about the consumer, that's all I I'd be focused on. Like, how can I make them fuck with this? Or or I know what they fuck with. How can I flip it in a way that they see it in a whole different light? Mm. How can I make that thing even more interesting than it was? Would you say social media helped you a lot by just getting your pieces out there to the uh, masses? It definitely did. It definitely did. But I think what also helped because I think it's a lie for some people. A lot of people, some people, they think the social media thing gonna do more for them than it will. I mean, if yeah, it can, but as an artist, it's hard. Mm. Because I was, I grew up in such a small town. I also went door to door selling pictures and shit. Like I, so when social media came around, I just knew where to go. Like I also was in the streets hard. Mm. I think that that helped a lot. Like I might be vending at a random place and bumping to somebody who I don't even know who the hell this is. I'm just vending out here. But they might have 100,000 followers and they just reshare some shit because they seen some dude 
on some corner in Miami selling pictures. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the internet, I feel like both the internet and actually being out here definitely helps. So where did that, that, that grind come from? Where did that hunger come from? Honestly, when I think about it, it's probably from getting allowances. <laughs> <laughs> like, like being younger and like clean up, you might get like a dollar or some shit. Yeah. Soon as you, soon as you get introduced to money as a kid, it's like, man, how can I get some more money? I, just, I want some more money. So just little shit, just little shit with my friends. I remember we was like nine and eight selling cologne, business cards. Mm. We were just doing shit, just doing shit, just because. I, I feel like, all right, if this is $10, because when I first was selling prints, it was $10. It's like, all right, if I got $10 prints, that only costs a dollar or a quarter to make. And there's billions of people on earth. Mm. All I got to do is find a thousand people to give me $10 and that's $10,000. All right, I don't mind bothering people. Hi, hi, I'm selling art. I don't, I don't even have no good sales pitch. It's just a, <laughs> it's just like a numbers game. You're going you're gonna to bump into the people because it's just so many people on earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am not even a salesman at all, at all. I mean, I could dig it, man. Back in middle school and high school, I used to sell like little candy that I uh, cop from the gas station or whatever, and you know, just mark it up a couple cents. Yeah, <laughs> the candy bag was always lucrative, yep. man. Like, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what type of materials do you use to uh, create your pieces? Um, I've been using the bare minimums. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I get a deal on some, I might get some canvases from Goodwill. I might get a deal on some canvases at Michael's. I don't buy like the small tubes of paint, even though I really want to, and I really could. So I just really get like the artist law, like $10 gallons of paint and mix mm. my own colors and get like a nice set of oil paints. And that's really it. And some How's clay that? or whatever, or chalk or all kinds of shit. <laughs> Depending on the piece, how long does it take for you to imagine something, paint it, and 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 have it all done? Like, what's the process like? Does it take days, weeks, or a few hours? I haven't, I haven't even shared any art that takes longer than a day. Mm. That's why I wasn't expecting anything to happen. I was just working on shit i was just trying to make content yeah i was not trying to get attention <laughs> so like oh damn this is what y'all like i was not trying to show y'all this i mean this wasn't even that deep so a day but i feel like that's not enough like i used to hate on painters in art school when they were talking art history like this took three months of painting blah, blah, blah. i was like ah, this shit don't take that long <laughs> but if you really want to make something that's going to be like it does. It takes some time. I need yeah. to. I want. I want to put a month into a piece. A piece, but it has to be huge because it can't be no small piece. It has to be huge. I would love to put a month's time into a piece, into every piece, mm. because like you know, as a photographer, like the better you get at your craft, the sharper your eye get. Absolutely. So it's like, the the better you get, the more flaws you can see. So it's like the more time you can put into it, the more you can make some shit. I understand how you make the Sistine Chapel and all that shit. Like, just take some time. I mean, but at the same time, you can't 
get too meticulous or the piece will never be done. You know what I mean? Like I'm my exactly. own. You can't get lost. Yeah. I'm my own biggest critic. And whenever I come up with a concept or take a certain picture, there's always something I can improve on, you know, and the mm-hmm. job will never get done. If I keep, <laughs> keep picking at it, you know what I mean? Word. So how do you, uh, how do you cultivate a collector base? Now that has definitely been through the internet. Mm. The internet. I mean, I started off having a bunch of random shows, free shows downtown. Then I feel like the more the more attention I got on the internet, the more legit galleries would reach out to me. Mm. Like I wasn't. I wasn't. My whole my I had a hustle in mind. I was not gonna break from my hustle. I didn't care about the art world, cause I could make a lot of money by myself. <laughs> so I did. I wasn't thinking about a collector base until I started getting invited to be a part of galleries, and they just show up. I don't even really know how to answer the question. They just showed up. <laughs> so if you build it, they will come. Type of thing. If you basically yeah, if you build it, they'll come. Yeah, I wasn't. I just was working. And things was just happening because I was working. Mm. Um, I think from the last show, uh, I think it was like last summer or something. Uh, my lady and I brought brought our kid, and um, the show that you produce was very interactive. You had other people painting with you on on a certain piece, and um, yeah. What what gave you that idea to have you know people just put their own, I guess personal essence within the piece um because i love for i love for shit to be interactive man i love the community of events but i feel like a lot of times because of social media and because we're so modern now and we're so used to our phones a lot of times we don't interact the same way we used to Mm. we don't talk we don't talk to strangers the same way that we used to so i just i just like getting people involved especially because i'm from wilmington like i be It'd be blowing my shit when I'll be in larger cities and people don't be just saying hi to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fucking with me. It'd be bothering me. It'd be fucking with my head. Because everybody is so small down here. If you don't say hi, you're awkward. Yeah. Like, I just want, yeah, I just like the community. I just like community a lot. I like being around people, but people actually being in the present moment together. Mm. That's deep. I mean, just black people, period, just have a sense of, like, I guess, community within ourselves and tribalism, you know, and it, it stems from the motherland. It's like in our DNA or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that, man. Just people coming together as a collective, vibing, good music, good food, and, you know, just just feeling that energy. And that's 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 what refuels me as an artist. That what gives me uh recharges my batteries and, and makes me want to create that type of energy. Um, have you ever done any any Thank other job? <laughs> no problem. Have you ever done any other um, jobs besides being an artist? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I was just talking about that. Um, my first job, I worked food and service at a psychiatric center whoa how was that yeah that was a lot i had to i mean i just had to prep food and wash dishes and shit but you just 
I was like 16, 17, actually seeing people who lost their mind. Mm. Just seeing a bunch of people who have lost their mind. Like they're just not, they just don't got it no more. So that was a lot. I think that, I think that as a first job made me realize like, yeah, I'm not going to do this job shit forever. So then I quit that job because Obama got elected. And that's when I first started selling art. Mm. I was like, I'm going to make these prints. I went to the inauguration. We was out here. We was, mo- we, I sold a bunch of prints. I was yeah. like, this art shit can work. Yes, we can. Obama, Obama made me believe in myself. <laughs> <laughs> then I found out oh, that shit was bullshit. So then, <laughs> then I found out that all of that was just like a facade. And I was like, man, fuck art. I got super conscious. I mean, I still am conscious. I'm always conscious. You're always aware. You're always present. Mm. I, um, so I was uh, in the truck sweeping the sidewalks and shit in the malls, um, a custodian. I delivered newspapers, extended all of the jobs. And then I just went for the art show all the way. Mm. But I like hard labor jobs. I didn't want to talk to people at all. I feel that as artists, we have to work those hard labor jobs or work jobs, period, just to like gain life experience and build that character within ourselves. You know what I mean? Oh shit! Oh yeah, I worked at Amazon as a picker. That was that was terrible. Oh man, that shit is like slavery. That shit was terrible. I know what you mean. I did UPS for one summer uh, in the in the in the in the factory, and that that was the end of that. Yeah, no, nah, that you can't do that. That's not a sustainable situation. <laughs> so, how do you interpret the meaning of your work? I guess I interpret the meaning of it by how people respond to it. Because mm. it's just like the tree that, what's this shit? The tree that falls in the wood, nobody hear it because they ain't out there or whatever. Like, <laughs> if nobody's responding to the work, does it even exist? It's just mm. some shit that it, it, it exists to me. So it's the people. I just want the people to fuck with it. Like, don't you know those paintings that you see at almost every black person's household or every other black person's household? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I want. I just want a couple of those. I just want to paint a couple of those where you just go to all of these black people's houses and you're like, damn, I see this painting everywhere. Mm. So, yeah, the meaning is the people. The people make the meaning. So, what's speaking of that, what's one of the most uh, memorable responses uh, you have gotten for one of your pieces? Maybe that you sold or just posted online? Shit. Uh, I mean, the shit going viral when mm. when the when the meme paintings went viral. That was that was crazy. That was crazy. That was different. Cause that that wasn't that wasn't the plan. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the plan, but that that was a crazy response. I think that's what I I was I, and I don't even think I celebrated that moment cuz I just was trying to just keep moving along. Uh my favorite one, I forget the dude's name. He was a battle rapper and he made that face with the cup in his oh, yeah, hand. Oh yeah, it. Yeah, man, that was one of my favorite ones. I'm like, damn. <laughs> it was so hilarious just to like I know where that meme is from, but then I seen your work, I was like, god damn, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a crazy moment 
is the and arts. that shit was out of jealousy too. Out of jealousy. I was out of jealousy because I was like, I was looking at the response that artists' artwork would get online mm-hmm. versus memes, and I was like, man, my life. I'm not gonna pay nothing that will get that kind of response and those kind of shares. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna paint memes then. Ain't nobody painting memes. <laughs> but it's, it's but I didn't expect it to get shared like a meme, and then that's what happened. That's what that's what that's what I wasn't expecting. Oh man, from from where I was viewing it, it seemed like a calculated. I mean, it might not be you might not consider it calculated, but just to get the 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 spotlight on you that's that's what it created you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh is the artistic life lonely hell yeah that's a good ass question hell yeah but i don't i'm trying to figure out if it's supposed to be or not because mm. i feel like i don't know nah, i just haven't found the right partner i haven't mm. found the right partner to balance that with because you need a real cool person to give you the space to create and be in that weird space that we get in when we create and not Mm. take it personal like it has nothing to do with you i'm just i'm locked in in a whole different way right now this has nothing to do with you at all Mm. so i feel like for me right now it is lonely, but it needs to be lonely because I can get distracted by the wrong people. And I don't make a damn thing when I'm distracted by the wrong people. Mm. So yeah. It can get it can get it can definitely get lonely, but I think it needs to I think it needs to be sometimes also just for like your unique voice to show through. I think that's a big that's important in art for me, at least, for someone's completely unique expression to come through without any other influence. I mean, there's influences like subtly and subconsciously, but just like some shit that's just from them, just them sitting in the room, just to, just them in a the black room, just them in the studio. This is what happens when they are just left alone. Mm. Mm. It's like mm. some alchemist shit. I mean, I think at the base of all people, we're all creators and some extent you know what i mean some are more magnified than others and um we can't let what society influences influences us on relationships interfere with our inner being if that makes sense you know what i mean it's like exactly yeah society norms influence us to be certain ways instead of being at our natural state it's hard work to fight against society you got to do that work keep a hold of yourself Mm. okay last question what's the best piece of advice you've been given uh yeah uh yeah yeah (laughs) i remember i was flirting with this girl on facebook this was a while ago though a while ago um gold woman i think that's her name on instagram I was flirting with her and I was showing her all kinds of different things. Like, you just got to focus on one of them. It's good that you do. In that moment, because I thought she, went, she might be right. I need to just I need to just do one of these at a time. Mm. 
And that's when I really locked in on Peyton. I feel like that was <laughs> that was a good moment for me. So she told you to slow down and just just focus on one thing. Because I feel like a lot of artists, a lot of us are multi-talented, man. Like yeah. you sound like you could you could sing or rap. You got a bassy voice. I know you can do something before. I know you recorded something before. I know you spent 16 somewhere. Yeah, I mean, Some, I, got, I got a few 16s in, in the tuck, man. Somewhere. <laughs> I got a few and a few sixteens. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, man, life is life is a lot different now that uh, you know I got a a seed. So that rapper life is behind me now. (laughs) So uh, how can people keep in contact with you? How can they buy some work? But how's that? How's that been? Uh, It's been amazing, man. Um, You can keep it. Yeah, yeah. How about that? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been amazing. Uh, he just started walking. That's a beautiful experience in itself. Just the oh, way shit. just the way your reflection looks back at you, but it's not you. It's like a surreal feeling. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like he has a lot of my mannerisms and my lady's mannerisms and personality traits and it's like combined into one person and it's it's i don't know it's, it's hard to explain but it's it's crazy sounds beautiful yeah man he's growing just like a flower man just like a flower that's dope so uh yeah tell the people how uh they can keep in contact with you and how they can buy some of your art okay but you can find me anywhere online at yesterday night y-e-s-t-e-r-d-a-y-n-i-t-e once again y-e-s-t-e-r-d-a-y-n-i-t-e and you can also go to that website yesterdaynight.com perfect man perfect i just want to thank you for taking the time out to speak with me man uh i learned a lot of gems and i really appreciate your progress and i hope that you go as far as you want to take it man man thank thanks for having me i appreciate this i'm gonna i'm gonna need you when i start my podcast i'm gonna need you absolutely man uh you know where to contact me all right but thank you man i appreciate this cool man have a good one bro you too Hey guys, thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. The artist is nothing without the gift, but the gift is nothing without the work. Emily Zola. Subscribe, like, share, comment, and uh, have a good one, guys. Peace.